Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word, your daily podcast for inspirational scriptures for your time of prayer and meditation. We're going to finish Psalm 58, starting at verse 6 and reading through 11, which is the end of the uh, chapter. But let's begin with a short prayer. Father, thank you for traveling graces and angel mercies as we traveled today and took care of some sacerdotal duties. Uh, In my brother's prayer uh, lesson today, he said that we should focus on intercessory prayer that not just focuses on our family, but on our nation and on our world. God, we know that we need prayer. We know that our, our leaders need prayer. God, give them wisdom and understanding as we um, matriculate and move through all that's going on. In the name of Jesus, amen. We're reading Psalms 58, verses 6 through 11 in the New English Translation. It reads, O God, break the teeth in their mouths. Smash the jawbones of the lions, O Lord. Let them disappear like water that flows away. Let them wither like grass. Let them be like the snail that melts away as it moves away. Let them be like stillborn babies that never see the sun. Before the kindling is even placed under your pots, he will sweep it away along with both the raw and cooked meat. The the godly, I'm sorry, the godly will rejoice when they see vengeance carried out. They will bathe their feet in the blood of the wicked. Then observers will say, yes, indeed, the godly are rewarded. Yes, indeed, there is a God who judges in the earth. Psalm 58. I'll be right back. Again, it's Psalm 58, verse 6 through 11 in the New English Translation. And I think I forgot to tell you the title. It is Words to and Against the Wicked Judges. And again, David is running from Saul. Saul is out to kill him. And now he's talking about uh, people that we entrust to do what's right. And in this section, the passage, uh, this uh, in this section, the psalmist, who is David, speaks graphic graphically when he calls on God to destroy the wicked. And I'm not going to read any of that again. You can read it for yourself because it is a little gruesome. <laughs> but he speaks graphically. And again, David is not afraid to come boldly before God. David uh, does not merely seek revenge. He asks God to enact justice. And again, it's a little gruesome, so I'm not going to read any of it again except the last part, which is a praise. He, He desires that the wicked perish so that righteousness will triumph over evil. And isn't that the plot of most movies? We want the good guys to take the bad guys out by any means necessary. And what came to my mind was the Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, uh, Lethal Weapon movies. Um, In those movies, we were always pulling 
for those two guys to have a victory over their enemies. Okay, back to the passage. If God fails to punish the wicked, his righteous justice and righteousness, justice and power may come into question. The righteous responds to God's punishment of the wicked by rejoicing because justice has been restored. And you have to admit, and again, we're thinking about movies because as I'm reading this, that's what comes to mind. And even some of my cartoons when I was a kid, there were so many. But you have to, when you are watching these movies, you cheer on the good guys. And I can remember watching movies where as kids, you're sitting in the living room because that's where we watch TVs. Everybody didn't have their own TV in their room. We sat in the living room and we all just cheered on Batman and Spider-Man and Superman or whoever else we were watching. We wanted them to win. I think Mighty Mouse, lots of different superheroes. We cheered them on. No matter what their challenge was, We expected the good guys to win in the end. So that's how we are. That's how David was. He wanted God's vengeance on the wicked so that uh, his vindication, the righteous would see his vindication. The righteous will delight because they know that God's justice prevails over wickedness. Just like when we were kids, we cheered on our superheroes, the righteous delights because they know, because we know that God's justice will prevail. God's punishment of the wicked testifies to the reality of God's judgment. And I know sometimes it may, in our mind, it may seem like it's taken forever, But again, we are not the Holy Spirit. We are not God. We don't run the universe, which is what he told Job. What have you done? (laughs) You know, when Job was uh, asking questions and he said, okay, now you listen to me. So we can't run to God and say, okay, God, you're taking too long to meet our justice. We need you to do this right now. The wicked will not go unpunished. And God wants humankind to recognize that he is the righteous judge. And that's what it says in the last verse. Yes, indeed, there is a God who judges the earth. Be blessed.